welcome to Screen Actors Guild, where we explore Oscar-winning actors and the embarrassing films they'd rather forget. I am your host, Michelle. Uh, the the burlesque dancer with a limp. <laughs> Man, I'm, I'm Henry, the defiled pool table. Uh, <laughs> so, guys, we got to bef- level with you. This is not going to be our A game. <laughs> Yeah. So before we get into talking about wonderful Penelope Cruz and the bad movie that she was in for a little bit, uh, I I have to warn our like our seven listeners that uh, my my brain is not at its like peak functioning order uh, because my intestines are like garbage useless uh, fucking fail sons. And I, uh, I have been placed on a clear liquid diet. I'm on day two God. of clear liquid diet. And so, like, not only am I operating on, like, 25 calories for the day for, like, a six-foot, 180-pound man. Jesus Christ. Uh, but also, like, I, I may just be distracted by, like, the idea of food. In yeah. my house, I'm, like... Uh, like a fucking Looney Tunes character in the desert seeing a mirage of food, like, all around me. Uh, I'll just, like, open my cupboard to get, like, the fucking chicken broth, the one thing I can eat, and I'll see, like, this fucking glorious, luscious jar of peanut butter uh, and, like, Mm. you know, just fucking random, like, health food bar that otherwise, who gives a shit? But, like, can you imagine eating (laughs) solid food right now? It sounds like paradise. This is the first time I've uh, I've really sympathized with my uh, constantly, like, ravenously hungry dog. Uh, (laughs) I was feeding her, like, mere moments ago, and I told her to go to her, her bed where she goes when we feed her. Uh, and, like, I had this moment of clarity of, like, oh. I, and she, like, sprints to her bed and sits like she's about to have, like, her first birthday party ever. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, oh, I, I, I see you. I see you truly. I've never wanted something so bad as I want food Dude, right it's... now. And, and that's you, <laughs> little dog. Uh, so... What, we're talking about a movie, right? Uh, oh, man. Well, just to, for a relatability moment, I did, um, it's like the pandemic, so what better time if you're going to do something weird like get Invisalign and decide to do adult braces is like now, right? Oh, no shit. looking at this mouth. So I, so I did that, and I've been doing it for a couple months, and the first few weeks of it were such like absolute torture because you have to wear it for like almost the entire day with tiny little breaks. And I would, like, get my tiny little window, and normally I eat like a little bird, and it irritates everyone around me, and I will take forever to eat this tiny meal. And I would wolf something down in the time it took Jesse to, like, take two bites, and he's like, oh, my God, you're eating like uh, like a Labrador. <laughs> just, like, <laughs> I'd get all pumped up because I was just, like, I'd smell food smells, and I'd be, like, looking at what other people were snacking on, just like, what you got going on over there? That seems nice. Like, Way, oh way too into it and obsessive, and so I can relate. <laughs> it's not fun. I did I not have to go two entire doing... days, though. Yeah, I didn't realize you were doing the Invisalign thing. Uh, yeah, it's it's yeah, pretty that's... much like it's easy going now, but man, it was like a little physically painful at the beginning, and also just the the experience of being like, oh my god, I can't just snack. 
willy-nilly like mm-hmm. I want to. Mm-hmm. And then, mm-hmm. like, you're never more hyper-aware of smells and sounds than when you can't have it. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Not like, to rub it in, because I know you're still going through it at this moment, so don't think about it too much, but also I understand. No, it's fine. Uh, so, like, yeah, I get to eat, like, white rice tomorrow, which I never eat, and I'm fucking stoked. Uh, and yesterday, my first day doing it, uh, I don't think as an act of cruelty, uh, Haley, my partner, decided to uh, fucking bake uh, blueberry muffins. Oh, no. <laughs> Just, like, oh. wafting through the house, like, literally, like, cooling in front of me as I'm, like, fucking warming up chicken broth for the third time that day. Uh, <laughs> And there's certain foods, so, too, where, like, the experience of eating it is amazing, but the smell of it is almost better. Like, I would say donuts better. and yeah. muffins are both in that category for me where, like, it's satisfying to eat it, but the smell, oh, my God. Yeah, I would. I mean, there were moments where I'd, like, I'd sell a body part for, like, a bite of this muffin <laughs> that I otherwise would not care about. Uh, yeah, where are you feeling right now in terms of, like, are you on an upswing of, like, energy and caffeine and sugar, or are you, like, starting to plateau? Uh, or are we deep in the I, valley right now? <laughs> <laughs> not deep in the valley. I, what I've found is that, like, I can maintain focus on a given thing for, like, a couple minutes at a time, and so, so long as I keep jumping from thing to thing... Yeah. Uh, and taking, like, little sips of my sugary cranberry juice, I'm fine. So I would say that I'm, like, I'm at a decent, uh, like, level plateau right now. Uh, but, yeah, the crash could always be right around the corner. Uh, <laughs> it's, oh, man. I'm it's so anybody's glad you, guess. I'm so glad you didn't try to watch this movie just now. Like, mm-hmm, sustaining, mm-hmm. like, the amount of energy it takes to watch this two-hour movie and then also talk about it after. This would be a rough go. So I think you did it in the yes. right order. Yes, I think so. Giving it 24 uh, hours to marinate. Right. So, yeah, I watched this yesterday. Uh, Michelle, you watched it just now, right? Yeah, like, I finished, I guess, what, 15 minutes ago or something. And immediately after watching it i text michelle of like ah this movie it's like it's boring and dull but it's not terrible and and in the like intervening 24 hours i i have gone from feeling like this movie is annoying and like not a good movie but who gives a shit to like being pretty mad at at it just as a as like a wasted opportunity of a movie and a number of the like completely inexplicable decisions that it makes (laughs) Uh, so, so this is our Penelope Cruz episode. Yeah. Uh, who's a, yeah, a, a marvelous actor. She is. I'm a fan. Uh, yeah. She she was nominated for Volver. She was she won for Volver. She won for something. She actually won for um oh shoot uh Cri- Vicky Cristina Barcelona. What? I, she got an uh, the best supporting actress. Huh. I thought it was. That, I thought that was it was Woody Allen movie. Too. Uh, yeah. Unless I unless I need to do another Google, but yeah, like she, no, she got right. best supporting for. When did that come out? It was like the early two thousand eight, two thousand ten. Something. Yeah, like. it wasn't super long ago. I remember seeing her like relatively high up in the recent best supporting actresses. Mm-hmm. Christina Barcelona, a movie I've never seen. I haven't and seen it either. On, on my list because it's a Woody Allen movie, right? So I won't see it until after he dies. Yeah, that's uh, definitely probably a good way to approach. All of those in the back yeah, catalog I mean, that I have on my list. Yeah. So yeah, like she's <laughs> exactly. she won, she won for that. But she, 
when this movie came out, just real quick, it came out in 2004. And, like, watching the trailer and knowing that it came out in 2004, the disconnect was really confusing to me because the trailer is, like, as you, as we talked about earlier, like, very silly. It's, like, lots yeah. of, like, World War II cliches and the narration is really funny and it's super cheesy. And then it's actually a fairly recent movie, so I was surprised. But, like, she'd already been in Vanilla Sky and, like, Blow. She was already right. in these, like, huge box office, like, uh, you know, kind of critically acclaimed. She was in yeah. a few other things, like Waking Up in Reno, Captain Corelli's Mandolin with our man Nick Cage. But, mm -hmm. like, she was an established actress. And so, obviously, yeah. was Charlize Theron at this point. So, like... Right. Charlize had just won a, the fucking Best Actress Oscar. Uh, oh, my God. Already? That was... Yeah. Monster happened right before this? This was, like, the movie, this was like the movie right after she won... For, I think it was the movie that literally premiered after uh, she won for for Monster, Whoa. Uh, and and I think I think it might be like the situation, uh, like with oh whatever the we watched a movie recently where they had, uh, they had shot it before the actor won Best Actor and then it came out afterwards. I think it's the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Where like because it's much more of the the like set of movies that Charlize Theron was making before Monster. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean Penelope Cruz. I feel like she's she's got like a she's got sort of an ethereal magic to her most of the time. Like I, I want to spend time around Penelope Cruz yeah. when she's in movies. Uh, she feels very comforting, uh, and and she is in this bad movie. Although uh, she's also like a fucking human punching bag in this movie oh in a way that God. is completely They were so unkind to indefensible. her. It's, I yeah. would say, like, one of her most classic, like, traits is that she is able to weave being, like, a sensual and an intellectual person really seamlessly into any character that requires those two things of her. And she does kind of... She does do it in this movie. They give her the opportunity to sort of, like, just shine and fall in her wheelhouse. and But that character was just so... Th thrown in the garbage, I guess, is how I... Yeah, just in between, like, clown punching bag, like, hit in the face, down, yeah. bump back up, hit right back in the face, uh, and then just unceremoniously killed. Uh, so the movie we're talking about oh, yeah. is 2004's Head in the Clouds. Head in the Clouds. Uh, which stars Charlize Theron, uh, Stuart Townsend, who is in, like, nothing else, and I guess is just in this because he was happened to be fucking Charlize Theron at the time, and Penelope Cruz. Yeah. Uh, Stuart Townsend, I guess, was in... He was in some shit, but not really after the early 2000s. And he's just, like, the token Irish guy, I think, in whatever. Yeah, I guess. It's like before they discovered Colin Farrell existed. It was yeah. like... Oh, <laughs> yeah, he was the Stuart budget Townsend Colin Farrell. Yeah. Uh, and I, th I would describe this as the story of a young Irish man who never gets over losing his virginity. That and is incredibly accurate. Yes. And, like, it it stars Stuart Townsend as Irish Tobey Maguire. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. and, and Penelope Cruz is this, like, beautiful human punching bag. And Charlize Theron as a psychotic human etch-a-sketch of human emotion <laughs> uh, that is simultaneously mistreated by the movie and also, like, beloved by the movie in a, a way that, like, I I resent both ends of it. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, I did some, like, cursory 
uh, review scrolling on this because I wasn't entirely sure what to say about it. Uh, and there it was like, you know, it's 16% Rotten Tomatoes. It's not a good movie. There's some difference of opinion. But like yeah. the critical assessments of her performance range from like, you know, all out giving it her best to like completely useless, uh, mm. over overacted and like sort of wallpapery. Uh, I don't I think even think like, either of those are fair. I think yeah, she, I, she like hits it right down the middle where I feel like it's, it's Charlize Theron. I love watching her and I was watching right. her so like, man, if, if it wasn't just such a treat to like see her on screen for two hours, like the experience of watching her acting was just sort of like, ah, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I sure. Mean, I mean, part like, of it must be what she had to work with, but also like at times super melodramatic and a little like, hey, you're better than this, and at times just like a little, a little boring. Yeah, I also like I could not have felt less at this movie. Yeah, me uh, too. like she's she's pouring her heart out, and it's like fucking nothing. Yeah, just cold nothing. Just white noise. And that and that might have been. The blood sugar drop. But I think it was also how shitty this movie is. So the how would you describe the plot of this movie, other than it being about a young Irishman who can't get over losing his virginity? It is incredibly that. And it's also so it's like um it's soapy. It's like a melodramatic, so, incredibly so soapy, soapy uh like World War Two drama. It begins uh in the Roaring Twenties. It ends at the end of World War Two. It's, it's like, it's just like they they had to rely on it being a period piece to make you try to feel anything though, because really it's just about like a a student, I guess. Is it about him? I think Is I it? think the movie would like us to think that it's about her and that he's like the Nick Hornby to her Jay Gatsby. Okay, but I don't. Like, yeah, you don't get to know her well enough, and they 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 legit the movie legit hides everything interesting about her, and periodically will like pepper in interesting things about her from other characters telling the main character about why she's interesting. Like, yeah, weird decisions. That's a good that's a good point because basically it's this guy who's like he's going to Cambridge and then. Uh, a beautiful woman stumbles into his room, and that's how he compliments his Willie. <laughs> yeah, what's her name? Her name's Gilda. Gilda something, and um, yeah. So oh, her name is actually her. Her name is Gilda Bessé, which Bessé is French for kiss, which is just like a fucking. Can, oh, give me a fucking break, Jesus Christ. There's yeah. okay. So one thing I have to mention the fact that this movie is impossible to find. Like it's so hard. <laughs> they buried this movie. If Impossible. I were, if I were determined to pay actual money for it, I don't know. I don't know. No. I would have to track down a DVD off of eBay because, <laughs> short of pirating it, there was no way to acquire this film. And as a result of like the illegal means that I had to use to acquire this movie. The subtitles only included all of the English dialogue for me, which I have questions. You I have the same experience. I have the same experience. I was curious. I don't speak movie... any French at all. <laughs> I have no French in my arsenal. And I was like, hmm, is my experience a lot worse than Henry's or the same amount of bad? Because like, I feel like a fourth of the dialogue is just me trying to guess what people's facial expressions are saying. 
Yeah, so... Not the uh, movie's fault, definitely. I, I mean, there's a... I, I had the experience for a minute of, like, is this, like, sort of an interesting art house move to, like, have a bunch of characters speaking another language yeah. and not <laughs> subtitling it? So you just have to, like, sort of go with context clues. And, like, I had that feeling a lot... Until the very end, where like an extraordinarily <laughs> so crucial plot point is done, <laughs> whole and, chunks like, of dialogue, and I was just watching like a dog, like a dog that doesn't speak any language. <laughs> like I think everyone's real upset right now. <laughs> right, the entire conclusion of the movie is in unsubtitled French. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's there's some unsubtitled German. And a whole lot of unsubtitled <laughs> French in the pirated copies that we both had to find in order to make this happen for ourselves. Yeah. What a treat. What a treat we bestowed on each other. Yeah, it's wild. I, they, there probably were subtitles in the theater. It's the only way it makes there sense. There had to be. But yeah. Can you imagine how angry an American audience would be if you're watching the last <laughs> 15 minutes of this movie and it's just a bunch of angry soldiers <laughs> monologuing at poor Charlie's Theron sitting in like a in like a utility closet <laughs> with like blood clown makeup. Yeah. We have to talk about the blood <laughs> yeah, clown makeup. Uh, so, oh, we should. We should talk about why we chose this movie in the first place. Because it's very important to know mm-hmm. the line in the trailer that, <laughs> that led us to choose this movie. Yeah. The, like, who's the fucking In a World guy? Because it's the In a World, world guy. yes. Doing the trailer voice. And he says, forced to choose between duty and passion, they chose both. <laughs> Like, fucking all time forced to choose they chose both uh, like who wrote that probably the person that wrote the doo-doo script for the rest of this yeah, fucking movie yeah the script is rough stuff so yeah Charlie's Charlie's Theron wanders into Stuart Townsend's dorm room uh, and you can tell that Stuart Townsend is a young person because they've given him the worst like Tobey Maguire ass nerdy haircut of all time yeah. And you can tell that Charlize Theron is the same character that, like, gets her fortune told in the beginning because she has not changed her haircut for 18 <laughs> that's years. That's how they always do it. That's, a, that's the old Hollywood magic. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and she, so she, like, stumbles into his dorm room because she's, like, hiding out from the campus authorities or some shit yeah. and sleeps in his bed, uh, toe, you know, head to toe, yes. and at one point discovers Stuart Townsend's erection uh, and giggles uh, and says, oh, God, what was it exactly? She says, uh, what is it? It's like bravery, oh, beauty, oh, and... Oh, first she says, don't, don't, don't apologize, I'm flattered yes. by your erection. Mm-hmm. And it. then Stuart Townsend says the following things. I'm from Ireland. <laughs> My father was killed during the Troubles. And I'm here on scholarship. And Charlize Theron responds to this fairly anodyne information that says basically nothing about Stuart Townsend. It says a little bit about his dad. It says, beauty, bravery, and brains. What a catch. You also have a nice willy. And, and I, I hope, hope to, to dream, dream about, about it. it. 
what the fuck? What the fuck? I wrote it down. I was like, highlight, highlight, highlight. This movie better keep uh, turning out the hits. This is my favorite thing. And uh, it doesn't doesn't keep up that kind of energy. It does does not. It does gift you that right off the top. Yeah, they're also. You know when like, you there's... you know when you like are in your dorm minding your business, and a beautiful <laughs> woman just wanders in, uh, being pursued by campus authorities, and you have a long exchange, in which you also take her clothing off, and then later on in the movie it becomes dark. You're both in bed, asleep head to toe, and you decide now's a good time to introduce first names. <laughs> <laughs> they don't exchange information until they are close off in bed. And then, you know, and then, you know, when you get an erection and it's super embarrassing and you think, you know, now's the time to tell her about my dad. Now's the yep. time to tell her about my dad and where I'm from. And, Let's just and get I this hope, out of the way. The one thing I hope is that she doesn't call my penis the one most demeaning word for a penis. You're <sighs> nice willy like i would shrivel up into a fucking hard carapace and die uh, <laughs> well she hopes to dream about it she hopes to dream about his nice willy going on uh, adventures maybe wearing a your, funny your, hat your sweet little dingus uh your, yeah. Yeah. your, your, your darling <laughs> wee wee uh, there aren't a lot of I, worse words for penis are there willy's like really Willie's low. Willie's uh, low. It's not. It's not quite so bad as Wormy, but it's like it's right. It's very close. Uh, there, that does that is followed up pretty quickly by some other great 1920s nonsense, uh, mm-hmm. which is Charlize Theron's boyfriend saying, uh, inviting Stuart Townsend to a party, saying, "We're having a bit of a beano this weekend. Don't know if you're a bit of a jitterbug. We'll need a girl, of course. I can line one up for you. When I was a freshman, I didn't know what girls were. Like <laughs> nobody ever talked like that. I don't care. I wasn't alive when it happened, but I'm certain nobody said we're having a bit of a beano this weekend. Don't know if you're a jitterbug. Just no, no way." Absolutely this movie not. has a funny time trying to decide if it's having a modern take on old-timey things or if it's just mm-hmm. firmly planted in, like, the talkies. Because he talks like that. But then, like, I don't know, like, eight minutes later, you're watching an actual orgy take place upstairs with a naked woman yes. involved. And you're like, huh, all right, 1920s period piece. I see you breaking all the rules <laughs> and then also adhering to them firmly moments later. Yo, there's a, there's a moment... Uh, that actually, this, like right around there, that super defines that that like fucking identity crisis this movie is having, because Stuart Townsend goes to this Beano, uh, <laughs> and uh, the fucking the goddamn Victrola is playing this real 1920 song, "My Girl's Pussy," which is about oh my I mean, god, like, I, I forgot it's a, about that. Yeah, that song. Yeah, I don't know if it's a double entendre or not at the time. Probably, uh, I think so. But like, he sings along to it, and. This woman says, you must feel totally right. daring using words like that in, like, a way that's, like, meant to, like, chastise him. But, like, he's fucking just singing along to the song. Uh, he's, it's not, he's not freestyling. <laughs> no. uh, and he also says, you should try it sometime. It's good for constipation. And then vomits into a bush. It's just, like, this movie is all over the place. All over the uh, place. And, like, shortly thereafter, wait. Oh, I think I just stopped taking notes because it's boring for a while. Yeah, um, I normally have, like, multiple pages of notes, and it's just so small. My little <laughs> note page is just so small. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
Well, there's just so, so much not happening. So Stuart Townsend uh, sees Charlie Theron's boyfriend like having an orgy. Uh, Charlie Theron shows up, and then they have sex on a pool table. And uh, and Charlie Theron tells him to think about church because sex is a team sport. And I was hoping there were going to be more absurd ways to describe sex uh, that way, and, and there really weren't. Yeah. There's a variety of uh, absurd sexual situations, that being the first. Definitely. Uh, but then she like through her her uh, her vulva, she catches him in this like Svengali-ish life bond where he he cannot remove himself from no. this vapid horrible admittedly attractive but like horrible yeah. person who shares none not of his values not a good values. person not a good uh, person and yeah and so we like flash forward to him visiting her in paris yeah oh also he's a bad oh, yes. person cuz he's dating some girl and then he gets <laughs> right. a letter in the mail after not hearing from her for years <laughs> saying oh hello again come to paris you must visit me my life is going through so many changes and he jumps on the train that day and uh <laughs> right and she's you know which we which we also only find out from a different character saying it like you don't even get a chance yeah. to see that shit on screen, everything about this movie, That's every true. interesting thing that happened in this movie, <laughs> is narrated by somebody that w- didn't take part in it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. His girlfriend later has to tell you that he did indeed jump on the train that same day. Just, uh, yeah. During yeah, so this, then like, he shows up in Paris. She's dating. She's dating a art. Oh, like uh, like a student. Like studio? a like a. Runner, yeah, he owns uh, yeah. His, he owns a gallery. Yeah, and she's she's into photography, so he's she's dating some guy, and she still goes and he still stays at her place. And meanwhile, Penelope Cruz is also staying at her place, and she's participating in an art exhibit that he gets to see that very night. That's like that is one un unfucking believable. One of the best things in this movie because it is a living sculpture. Where a Penelope mm-hmm. Cruz and another man are painted white and kind of black and white to look like they're in a black and light, white movie, sort of, I guess, or to look like they're made mm-hmm. out of clay. And they're mm-hmm. in the middle, they're on this like little dais. And then in a, there's a circle of. of they look like metal wedding cakes. Yeah, yeah, metal there's... wedding cakes is a good way to describe it. So then, like, they're on a little dais, and then there's like a disc surrounding them and below them that have little, like, whack-a-mole holes uh coming mm-hmm. out of them and coming out of each hole is like an elderly person whose entire job is to stare up at the two like um god attractive naked beings spaniards yeah poet, posing on the dais and look at each other and i'm assuming they're just saying an owen wilson wow about every 10 <laughs> seconds because you Absolutely. see them mouthing it and it, they just look at each other and they look at them and they look back at each other and then they look back up at the beautiful spanish people and go wow <laughs> and in the fiction of the piece this goes on for like six hours huh. the which, entire gallery opening <laughs> which i would rather watch than this movie for sure. Me too. That's uh, so great. Yeah, I it was lo- out of a different faces. movie. Like that shit was amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the I also think like this around this time we're introduced to two important uh, 
I'd say themes or pastiches uh, of this movie. Uh, one is sex happening either in the room with somebody else or right like with somebody that's not participating in it like right next to them or like one room over but where they're obviously there like when mm-hmm. Stuart Townsend like fucking like jimmies his head underneath Charlize Theron's girdle to eat her out I think her fucking partner's in the next room yeah, so that's one oh yeah. thing that you get in this segment yeah and two this movie's complete inability to commit to a setting uh, because within like within three or four minutes, Stuart Townsend has followed Charlize Theron to Paris. Charlize Theron has followed Stuart Townsend back to England, and then Stuart Townsend has followed Charlize Theron back to Paris. Oh my god! And I no- know. I got so and confused. And nothing has changed. Like he could have just stayed in Paris. Yeah. You learn. You gain nothing from nothing the happens. fucking hopscotch across the English Channel that this movie forces you to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is no uh, point to it. They just just jump it around, jumping up, jump up, jump up, and get down. Uh, meanwhile, yeah. you're introduced to Penelope Cruz, who's kind of playing this like archetypal like she's like the the pretty face, like a uh, struggling ex uh, what ex ex burlesque dancer who mm-hmm. then was tortured. It's in this this part of the movie happens in the midst of uh, the Spanish like the Spanish civil war, right? Like this is yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. So, so she's, yeah. So she's been like tortured for some reason, blah, blah, blah. But, um, but yeah, so she's, she's kind of like the dancer with the heart of gold who cares about the issues. And she and Stuart Townsend bond over the fact that they're both very political. And Charlize Theron is very vocal about the fact that she thinks that's all hogwash. Everyone needs to live in the moment. Everyone needs to stop worrying so much. Everyone needs to stop talking politics while they're living in her apartment. And it is um, kind of the stance she takes for the entirety of the film and it's like the most tone deaf and confusing turn for this character that I guess we're supposed to be thinking of as the protagonist yeah yeah she it's... just doesn't have any qualities except right being and bougie yeah and like every time uh there are some things that like I think we're supposed to like about her and that you would like about her if they, like, told the movie in reverse. Yes. But yeah. they, they don't. So, like, yeah, I mean, I think we can... What the fucking spoilers in this? Oh, like, yeah. you, you find out that, like, she's... Uh, at the end, that she's been, like, collaborating with the Allies to, you know, sabotage she's Nazis. Spy, uh, yeah. and, and we can get to that. But, like, before that, for, like, the majority... Uh, yeah, definitely the majority of... Penelope Cruz's time on screen, you know that she has a limp, but you don't know why. Yes. Uh, and all you can really know about Charlize Theron's relationship to her is that Charlize Theron keeps making her dance. Uh, and she's this she's this woman with a fucking physical disability that yeah. makes it hard for her to move that Charlize Theron keeps forcing to dance. Yeah, it's and, Christmas. And later... Later you learn that Charlize, that fucking Penelope Cruz wanted to be a dancer, but you don't learn that until after multiple times you've watched Charlize there and be like, dance, monkey! It was Get so off your lip and dance! It was, every, every choice that they, the writer of this movie chose for Charlize Theron's character was like, what else can make the audience hate her? Just like, the, the most. Because she's, 
She's too likable looking. So let's make mm-hmm. her kind of vapid and selfish mm-hmm. and apolitical and also for someone who's like fairly destitute and has an actual disability to <laughs> perform physical acts that seem a little bit outside of her wheelhouse at this moment. Let's also have Charlize Theron have like weird gratuitous sex in front of this person that shares a one room like studio apartment yeah. with them. <laughs> Uh, have we gone past the uh, the scene where they're just ruining clothes to have sex in a, a bathtub? Uh, oh, right, yeah, because there's like a fedora bathtub scene. A fedora, yeah, so there's a scene where both Stuart Townsend and Charlize Theron are sitting like, he, you know, toe-to-toe in a, a clawfoot bathtub, both wearing fedoras, and Charlize Theron's wearing a necktie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's supposed to be cute, but mostly I feel like, why would you ruin a necktie? that way yeah. uh and then they have sex in a bathtub and like as i was sort of zooming out like the number of ways that, the number of uncomfortable places that they have sex in this movie i can yeah. think of at least three yeah four on if top you count of a Penelope pool Cruz. table in the yep. bathtub yep. um if we're gonna on a count hardwood floor on a hardwood floor while she's standing up uh next to a mirror yep yeah up against a mirror while she's standing up wearing a full corset and garters and an incredible amount of complicated 1920s underwear um i think Stuart townsend has sex with penelope cruz in a in a, a hayloft he does yep there's there's exclusively uncomfortable sex depicted yeah. on screen there's other sex implied, but you definitely do not have to look at that sex. It's got to be on right. a weird surface. It's like they spun a wheel and they had a bunch of options. <laughs> it's a chore wheel. <laughs> and they're like, come on, fluffy bed. Come on, fluffy bed. Oh, you got hayloft at the top of an old tannery. Damn it. Not again. <laughs> yeah. Uh- um, yeah. yeah, so this whole time, Charlie's Theron's character is, like, railing against those two for being um, very... Having ideals. Having ideals for being, like, self-righteous and wanting to serve their country and um, squelch fascism. So that's always cute. It's a cute quality in a main character. And then they Remember both when she do it. tells fucking uh, Stuart Townsend that if he gets, like, if his face gets hurt in the war, she won't let him see her? Oh, yeah. Is it specifically? Uh, yeah, I wouldn't want to see you if you came back with some hideous injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is right before she also like bites a hole in Penelope Cruz's lip. Oh right, yep, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So there's like a little while where they're living together for a year, where it's sort of like it's like a three-person relationship, but where only apparently two of those people knew about that because. Which was right. super confusing because the way it seemed to me on screen is like, okay, like there's a moment where they all woke up in bed together. These three people are sleeping together. Uh, right. Charlize Theron Must and be. Stuart Townsend are kind of a couple. And then Penelope Cruz is kind of like the third wheel, but they also all are having sort of a relationship. And then much later, Stuart Townsend and Penelope Cruz encounter each other like when they're in the war. And she confesses to him that she was Charlize Theron's lover. And it's like, yeah, movie, we know. <laughs> you all live in a fucking we studio know because we saw your naked bodies next to each other. Did he right. not know? What he says is, oh, I knew in my heart. But also, like, your eyes and ears, my dude. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that you were Where... six inches away from it at any given point in time. Yeah. it's You also, like, you watch them make out on your last night together. 
Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. And granted, fucking Shirley's Theron develops a taste for human blood in that scene <laughs> yeah. when she bites a fucking hole in the middle of Penelope Cruz's lip. Penelope Cruz comes back with this like gushing lip and fucking Charlize Theron has blood dripping from her frothing mouth in, uh, in this period drama. <laughs> uh, also, not the first time that Charlize Theron has blood dripping from her mouth in this movie. No, no. Uh, the the not, less it is funny the first. of the It two is not the last. It is the first, not the last. Yeah. Uh, there's also, uh, there's another scene that uh, happens sort of in that period uh, where Charlie's, where we like, uh, we discover even less about Charlie's Theron than we thought we knew. <laughs> so she, in the beginning, you learn that like her, her mother's American and she grew up in America and her father's French and, and her mother's committed suicide. And, Char- and Stuart Townsend, um, uh, says to her, I, you know, I, I'm sorry about your mother. And Charlie Stanton's like, I barely knew her. So yeah. I'm like, oh, well, she must have been raised by her father. Yeah. And she comes to her father's, like, she and Stuart Townsend go to her father's estate in uh, near Rheims in France. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he also clearly has, like, spent no time with her. Yeah. So, like, this character has, like, no viable backstory. No. The movie has gone out of its way to erase both options of her backstory. Yeah. Like, her accent becomes inexplicable. Uh her like her relationship to all of this is very confusing it's weird because she's sort of like she's a little charming but she's also pretty sociopathic she Mm -hmm. does it seems like she is just a socialite probably raised by a rotating series of nannies and has yeah but they do go to the trouble to talk a lot about her to mention her parents a few times and to introduce her dad in a scene that goes nowhere he is totally useless. For some reason, they have to go to her dad's super, like, opulent estate just so that he can have, like, this sort of uh, snide repartee with her where they both, like, try to one-up each other for how little they care about the other person. And it's just sort of like, all right, but for to what end? <laughs> Why are we doing I think, this? So it just occurred to me, I think they do it to set up a later scene that also doesn't matter. Uh, so... The majority of the dialogue in that scene with her her dad is about how she doesn't like to acknowledge her birthday. Yeah. And then later, in the uh, in the, like the restaurant Nazi occupied Paris, her Nazi lover mm-hmm. is like, "I know you don't care about your birthday, but I found out your birthday, and I can't believe you're thirty three. You don't look any a day older than twenty eight. Yeah. And that is the scene." It advances nothing yeah. other than reminds you of the prior meaningless scene where she doesn't care about her birthday. And at the very beginning of the movie, there's the scene where she's a little kid and she it's like a throwaway scene almost because it doesn't super matter at any point. It really doesn't matter oh, to the movie. But her right. and two girlfriends go to get their palms read as little kids and then the palm reader basically tells her that she saw her 34th birthday and she gives her a meaningful look that you're kind of led to believe she'll die at 34. Probably. Right. Right. Which I guess she does. She does. So I guess that kind of, maybe that's why it seems in there. It's just like the, that 
first scene seems so meaningless and also doesn't track with how the movie treats people's native languages, now that I think about it. Uh, because oh, that yeah. first scene's in Paris. All the French characters speak French. All the German yeah. characters speak German. All the Spanish characters speak Spanish. Uh, and in this scene, three French girls go to a French, like, gypsy woman, and they all speak in English. Weird. Could they just not get French-speaking kids for this movie? <laughs> like, what was going well, on? I mean, that, <laughs> that's the thing that a lot of people don't know is there, there are no French-speaking children. Everybody speaks English until they turn 18 out, all over the world. Outsource it to Canada if you have to. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of French-speaking kids out there. Um, yeah, they do make a big deal about her birthday, and I guess, like, okay, but she's she's sort of not the main character of this movie enough for that to be, like, something that seems like it matters to her in her life. It just gets mentioned a couple times, like, peppered in as backstory, but it doesn't, like, motivate her choices. I don't right. know. Yeah. yeah, and you don't you don't know what happens when they say 34. I mean, I guess, like, yeah, you can sort of piece it together that she dies at 34, uh, but there's not there's no gravity to that scene. There's no gravity to the other scenes about her birthday. No. Uh, yeah, and yeah. so, so we oh, yeah, like. So then the Stuart Townsend and Penelope Cruz do go off to go fight for their country. Penelope Cruz becomes a nurse. Stuart Townsend is uh, is enlisted, and then they encounter each other. Where are they when they encounter each other? Are they in they're like France a hospital again? tent? Yeah. No, they're in Spain. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and so then they meet up. They. She confesses that she was sleeping with Charlize Theron, which was a really confusing moment for me. And then, <laughs> and then they they sleep together. And then the next morning, she she leaves. Gets well, first they shake hands goodbye, like you do <laughs> after you've had sex with a person you've known for your entire like for fifteen oh, like years, ten years of your adulthood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and then she's immediately blown up off screen. Yeah. Then he's he smokes his morning cigarette, and you hear an explosion in the background. <laughs> and an explosion she, in the background. And she—that's how she dies. It's like that's how much of an afterthought this fucking character was to absolutely everyone. Like center point in the movie for like a good half an hour, and then she just dies in the background. And they have a little like slapdash funeral, and he writes to Charlize telling her that she's dead. But I actually rewound it, and I was like, wait. I heard the explosion, and I saw the burning wreckage, but, like, they're probably, like, there's probably some little thing I missed where where Penelope Cruz is still going to be in the movie and come back later, because why would they just randomly kill her off like this? That (laughs) makes no sense. What's the thing I'm missing? Oh, no, they just decided to fucking kill her off like this (laughs) halfway, and then there's so much more movie. Yeah, they kill her off for, like, no reason. It it, it advances the plot none. Uh, she gets it's beat ju- up like, by some dude earlier, yeah. and then she gets kind of like uh, third wheels really hard by a couple, and then she goes to war and she dies for no reason. Yes, cool. yeah. Uh, this, she she just gets fucking chewed up and spit out by this fucking movie. Yeah, she's cannon uh, fodder. Just totally unearned, no point. And then Stuart Townsend goes back to France to like, I guess, share this information with Charlize Theron or some shit. And Charlize Theron looks like uh, a floral Carmen Sandiego and looks at him and just walks off like as, as though she's still so mad that they went to do the thing they believed in yeah. because she's a fucking like soulless monster. Yes. Uh, and then he 
parachutes back into France during World War II. And Charlize is fucking a Nazi. Yep. Uh, and then to a, a sort of fun, good for the goose, good for the gander moment, uh, other people have sex in front of Stuart Townsend, which I thought was nice. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, and, yeah, just, like, the amount of sex people have with somebody else in the room is, like, half of this fucking movie. And they do uh, seem to go out of their way as well to make the Nazi officer that she's dating um, be very personable. And, like, it seems like the script is trying to make him fairly likable, except for the fact that he's a Nazi. Did you get that well, sense? I mean, sort of. Except that they then, like, they then have the scene where he, like, torture murders the girl that has sex in front of Stuart Townsend. Mm-hmm. And, and it's one of those many scenes in the movie where you, like, yo, movie... You don't need a scene to tell us the Nazis bad. Yeah, like we, we know the Nazis we kn- bad. We know they're bad. They're like the famous bad ones. And this was made in 2004 before you had to convince people Nazis are bad again. Yeah. Like, you, you, didn't, you didn't need it. It's like they were working so hard in the other direction because they do kind of like, I think, like make him... They write him almost in a way that you you believe that Charlize has some genuine feelings for this guy. And she mm-hmm. has a genuinely emotional reaction when he gets shot in the head. And so, mm-hmm. like, it's just sort of confusing. Like, all right, you don't have to, I guess, make him a caricature bad guy. But you also are just, you're playing both sides really hard. Like, look how loving and, and caring he is. And also, gotta watch him torture someone. Because guess yeah. what? Nazis are complicated. <laughs> yeah man uh so so Stuart Townsend is like working for the French resistance and he's also like stalking Charlize Theron and uh and she he like breaks into her house and catches her and then in this like hmm sort of gray area consent thing uh that scene was uncomfortable not not great uh, sort of the the like standard way that media portrayed like the hot sex, which is like gray area consent sex yeah. in movies at the time, uh, is what you get that very intense. Uh, they have sex on a hardwood floor, the really sort of sealing off that like nobody has sex in comfortable places in this movie, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, and then like he gets chewed out for like stalking his ex-girlfriend who's dating a Nazi and uh, by the other leader of the French resistance who promises to kill him if he does it again. Uh-huh. He then goes to like meet up with a resistance dude and she, uh, she helps him escape by dressing him as a priest. There's I a thing that so, happens yeah. in that scene. So like, you know how well, basically everything in this scene is mean in this like movie is meaningless drivel, mm-hmm. uh, but like sort of dressed up to seem important and fancy and worldly. Uh, yeah. So like in the basement of this uh, this brasserie, this cafe, there's like there's graffiti scrawled everywhere, and one of the pieces of graffiti is it's just French for green beans. Oh my uh, god! I was gonna Google that, and I was like, "This seems like it must mean something," and I forgot to Google it because it's on screen for so long. It's like right there on the wall next to the window where they're escaping, and it just says "Green Bean." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that makes me really happy, and also, so how much French? Like you, 
you speak quite a bit more French than I do. How much did you speak feel like, like you were understanding? French. I mean, mine is zero. Uh, so, I I mean, I like the scene where they explain that they're going to kill her. I did not understand. Yeah. Uh, there's a bunch of other shit that I could like pick up on words or phrases here or there. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, like. There's a significant portion of movies in French, and I don't... I picked it, yeah, I picked up pieces of it. But, like... Yeah. I felt like, except for the end, it's, it almost seemed like a choice, right? Like, it almost seemed like you're just supposed to be, like, a, you know, an a English-speaking so person visiting this. But there's just no way... There's no getting uh, around the last, like, this in, little Because this show. intentionally fucking dirt-buried movie, there's just no way that they didn't have people understand the last scene where they tell Charlize Theron that they're going to murder her with a knife. Yeah. Uh, well, let's not get ahead of ourselves <laughs> because Stuart Townsend goes back to Britain. He meets up with this now like Colonel that was Charlize Theron's ex-boyfriend. He says, Charlize is a double agent. Great. And I don't mind if you try to go back through the front lines, but you just have to do it of your own volition and not as like a European, as like an allied officer, mm-hmm. which is just like, what the fuck? How? Uh, so he, so fucking Stuart Townsend runs through a live fire frontline area uh, yeah. and like into, through a French barricade where as far as I can tell, the like French gunmen are just like, ah, oh, he's in a leather jacket. He's probably fine. I know. Uh, no, there was no <laughs> oversight. No one seemed suspicious of people just crossing in the middle of like a, <laughs> like an actual yeah. battle location. Yeah. And, uh, Charlie's. To... Yeah, please. Oh, sorry. No, go on, go on. No, 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 no. I've been talking a lot. <laughs> so is, is this the point where Charlize is, uh, the Nazi officer yes. is about to... Okay. Yes. So yes. she... He is trying to smuggle her out and get her to Germany because he wants to save her life. To safe Nazi Germany. Yes. To safe Nazi Germany. He says, it, it like, it'll be hard, but at least you'll be safe. And she knows she can't go with him, so she says, Franz, I don't love you. And then about a second later... Uh, he gets shot in the head, or he gets shot through the window, and then collapses in her arms, and then a couple of, I, I guess, is it like the, the resistance that, yeah, that Stuart Townsend like that. was working with, bust through, shoot him in the head, um, she has like a Jackie Kennedy moment next to the wall there, and then they take her face and smear it into his face. Into his like gunshot wound head. Yeah. And so now she has, like, a muzzle of blood over her mouth. <laughs> Looks like a clown smile yes. over her mouth of human man blood. It is wild. And and then she has to remain holed up in that apartment, apparently for quite some time, possibly days. They, like, trap her up there because they, like, come back later. And this is the point where Stuart Townsend is, like, trying to get to her, right? Like... Yes. And she's just been trapped up there. She's still covered in blood. She's just asleep, like, near his dead body, the Nazi officer's dead body. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, they pull her away to go torture her. And what happens yeah. with Stuart Townsend at this point? Is he... And he oh, he's he been, comes in he's right been after. Shot. Yeah, so he... 
Oh, I guess this happened before. When he's shot and the Nazi pees on him. We forgot about that. was the high point of the movie, is that uh, a Nazi pees on three resistance fighters yeah. as they hide underneath a train. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, then he... I don't know that it's clear what... Like, yeah, I guess he goes up into the room and she's gone? She's I don't really gone. Remember. She's already gone at this point, and that's when he finds the letter that she's the written. The letter, that's explaining right. Explaining everything. All yeah. these things that we thought about who she was and the weird ways she was acting and her sociopathic, completely political ap- apathy in the middle of World War II. It all gets explained away because it turns out she was a spy. She was good all the time. Writes it all and, in the letter, like spies tend to do, in a letter yeah. that you find laying <laughs> on the ground. <laughs> right. Uh, in the house that you share with a Nazi officer. Uh-huh. Uh, so, he, right, like, right before that, Charlize Theron has been, you know, she's been put in this, you know, like, it's not a dungeon. It seems like a place where they probably store wine, but they're, like, keeping her there as a dungeon. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, They've, like, cut off the hair of this woman who slept, who's, like, French woman who slept with Nazi collaborators, which is, like, a thing they did. Yeah. Um, and, and then they, like, take out a knife, and Charlize freaks out, and not, like, in this unsubtle thing, I was like, I, I don't know what, uh, is it because they're going to cut her hair with the knife? That seems weird, and over, are they going to cut up her face? Yeah. Uh, but no, they just kill her, I guess. <laughs> Fucking, after... She learns that she's about to die, I guess. Uh, she, like, fucking mugs to the camera. Like, right? she breaks the fourth wall, and her eyes look straight into the camera. They do. Like she's fucking Ferris Bueller. <laughs> <laughs> this movie lost its mind at the end. Yeah, I watch a long interaction in French without subtitles where I'm sitting here thinking like, all right, this is not the movie's fault. I just didn't have access to the words that I need to understand, but it seems like she's about to die. And then she gets this wistful kind of um, nostalgic look in her eyes, looks off as if she's going to look off into the distance, but stops short and just like barrels the fucking camera. (laughs) Does not sweep the eyes up into, like, some other skyline. She just, like, looks right at you. And then, um, is that the movie? That's the, well, no, then, then you get the letter, and then that's the movie. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. And then he reads the letter, and it turns out that she was a hero all along. Mm-hmm. And that's the And that, yeah, there, so there are two dynamic characters in this movie. Charlize Theron, entirely off-screen. Yeah. And Stuart Townsend's hair. And those are the two characters in this movie. Did you say Stuart change... Townsend's hair? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It really matures. He's rocking like at the beginning of the movie, he was reminding me of like um like Harry po- like a sulky Harry Potter in one of the later movies. Mm-hmm. Just kinda mm-hmm. kinda dour and a little and kinda angular and like mopey with like fop like kind of frumpy hair. And mm-hmm. then later it's parted down the middle. And then later, it's parted a different way. Yeah, it's parted on the side, and he finally looks good. That's how you know that someone's evolved. Yeah. Uh, So, 
that exhausts my comments about the movie. Yeah. Do you have further things to share about the movie before we uh, move to the majesty of IMDb? No, we're going to have to go straight there. All I'll say about it is that I was trying to figure out how much it costs because at the beginning, it like it has the appearance of a movie that was shot completely on a soundstage, which I mm-hmm. maintain that it mostly was. Like, mm-hmm. they, There was no European travel for this movie, but they, I think they did create some like Parisian streets in... Um, in like Universal Studios or wherever, whatever like kind of low rent version of that they had for this movie, but it costs twenty million dollars, and that is a lot of money, considering what it kind of ends up looking like. It grossed three million, but not right away because it made four hundred thousand dollars in the U.S. It's wild. It made forty six thousand dollars opening weekend. Like <laughs> it's just fucking it's so nothing, and it's, then they buried it in the ground. Like. In the ground, underground, the only access you could possibly have to this movie without really deep diving is the trailer. And the trailer is worth your time. The yes. The movie is not. Uh, God, I... So, I think I want to start with the parent's guide. Uh, <laughs> because the, the writing... Like, I, the fucking... The artistry, the, the narrative voice of the parent's guide of IMDb so oscillates from this like clinical to this like borderline pornographic. Uh, (laughs) So I'll, I'll just give a couple of like a couple of examples. I'm ready. Uh, A man and woman kiss passionately briefly. Okay. Uh, In another scene off screen, a man and a woman can be heard having sex with some moaning. Okay. Accurate. A man and a woman take a bath together. Her breasts and butt are visible. They are shown kissing the bathtub and then have sex in the bedroom where her breasts and his butt are visible. A woman, freshly out of the rain, takes off her dress and stands around in her nighty. No nudity. She and a man sleep in the bed together but don't have sex. He gets an erection and she talks about dreaming of his willy. <laughs> uh, a... <laughs> Three women pose for a picture in their bra and panties, yes. Uh, mm-hmm. A woman puts on a dress. She's sewing her slip with lots of cleavage for a bit. Uh, some people smoke cigarettes. <laughs> the metric for what's worth writing is always my favorite part of these. Because, like, mm-hmm. an implied erection and uh, a naked or <laughs> and a wet woman in a dress. But then also sex all over on the bathtub, on the <laughs> ground, absolutely everywhere. Moaning included. In, in the violence and gore section. A woman and man start to engage in sadomasochistic sex. She ties him up on the bed and proceeds to whip his butt hard. <laughs> Are we, is this like a is this a tagline? Is this like a synopsis mm-hmm. for something that they're trying to entice you to want? Also, the amount of uh, times butt gets mentioned is I know so funny. It's it's not quite Willy, but it's close. Bottom. Again, some of the writing. In France, during World War II, there is a gunfight in the train yard. Some people are shot. Some stuff gets blown up. <laughs> stuff like, you know, humans I know. And, and probably artillery. And just like human bodies, nurses. And then you have, the, in Spain, during the Civil War, soldiers are ambushed by rebels. Lots of shooting and soldiers dying with blood streaked on the snow. Like, the, these must be written by the same person, but who's like Jekyll and hiding back and forth <laughs> yeah. between, like, poetic inspiration and fucking nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so we've got... 
Michelle, we uh, have 337 plot keywords. No, uh, how do they even find the movie? <laughs> no, I know. Were these all from uh, 2004? They must be. And the more I read through plot keywords, the more I find that there's some that they lean on really heavily. Uh, plot keyword, one, year 1944, fine. Plot keyword, two, any guesses? It's going to have panties in it, isn't it? <laughs> oh my god, panties. it does! <laughs> it's just one guy. It's just one scary guy who goes on the internet and he hasn't seen the movie, but he just takes a stab in the dark. Oh, God. Uh, uh. All right, Man. I'm just going to scroll down and read the ones that jump out at me. Lingerie slip, women dancing together, striptease, cunnilingus, orgy, panties, menage a trois, group sex, lesbianism, lesbian kiss, World <laughs> War II, 1930s, year 1938, hell, head held underwater, sex on the floor, Gestapo, <laughs> lingerie, again, Nazi occupation, 1940s, 1920s, German, sex on a billiard table, forward title, written by director, love, Irishman, Love. Irishman abroad, two in a bathtub. <laughs> I think that's a nursery rhyme. <laughs> Boyfriend girlfriend relationship, disguised as a priest, birthday present, Nazi officer, Spanish woman, sex scene, snooker table. Ooh, snooker table's good. It's kind of a double entendre. Tied to a bed, <laughs> tied up, photo studio, photo shoot, movie theater, photography, death of a lover, deception, film within a film. Hmm? Climbing through a window. Oh, Secret okay. agent. Truck. <laughs> <laughs> Interrogation. Hotel room. Woman drowned. Murder by drowning. Drowning someone in a bathtub. Sure. France. Posing for a photograph. <laughs> Submachine gun. Limping woman. Limping character. Female spy. Shot to death. Dildo. <laughs> oh my god. The Blood order spatter. that these come in is killing me. Class differences, crying woman, crying man, narrator, voiceover letter, mother in daughter in law relationship. Wait. <laughs> mother in daughter in law relationship. Wet clothes, sharing bed, shared bed, shared apartment, drunken woman, lesbian love, I think came up earlier. Oh my Reciting God. a poem. Poem. Butler. Locket. Butler? Butler. Uh, <laughs> listening to a radio, younger version of character. Uh, poem reading, prediction, university student, apol apolitical, fascism, death of protagonist, off-screen murder, German occupation, <laughs> off-screen killing, flash forward, off camera screen. shot of bare feet, female bare feet, poor man, rich woman, oh my promiscuous God. woman, bisexual, bisexual woman, year 1933, how many fucking years? Okay. Yep. Just knock them all uh, out, I guess. Good job, people. Large format camera. Dublin, Ireland. Barefoot woman. Infiltration. <laughs> international brigades. Record player. Charleston, the dance. Reference to Adolf Hitler. German flag. Guinness. Scars on back. <laughs> Cambridge University. Street market. Pool table. Again, billiards. Reference to Marshall Patin. Like, my dude, Whoa. this took so Long. That's so many. Oh my god. Boys also, choir. What power mother blackout. in law? What mother in law? <laughs> Bomb disguised as feces. Yeah. Uh, binoculars. Father son relationship, which does not exist in this no, movie. No, that isn't at, in this movie. There is no father and son relationship at all. 
Unless it was two French people speaking while not looking at each other or indicating their relationship, and we just had no idea because no subtitles. Lying in wait. What? Tannery. Yes. Erection. <laughs> Torture, swastika, stepmother, stepdaughter relationship. Uh <laughs> I don't think that that is in this movie. Stepmother. I, I mean, when she goes to the chateau, I guess there's the stepmother, kind of, who's younger than her and uh, talks about hunting her father. Right. Okay, uh, yeah, you're right. S- slip the undergarment, which feels like a fucking ska band. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it does. False accusation, threesome, shot in the head, foursome. Is there a foursome? I guess. Is there Nazi a Nazi collaborator. Uh, male-female relationship. <laughs> Uh, gray tabby cat, cigarette smoking. Zero of one found cigarette smoking irrelevant. <laughs> oh, there is a foursome because they have that. There's like they're up. Oh, in the, the poem room on the on the tummy the orgy. Yeah, and there's some line that's like, "What are you writing? An ode to your tummy button." And I wrote that down because he said mm-hmm. tummy button. Tummy button. Yep. Those keywords are wild. Michelle, there's so many I didn't read. There's so many I didn't read. Oh there's 337. God. There's not. There's like barely 337 words in this movie. I can't even understand where someone finds the time for the. Okay, this movie made four hundred thousand dollars in the United States. That is not a lot of people who saw it. Who the fuck is writing these? I mean, somebody who possesses the fucking DVD, because yes. like this. I mean. How long has IMDb been around? Like, Oh, yeah, good point. This has been scrubbed from the internet. Like, you can't... It's not like a, oh, we weren't willing to buy it, which we were not, but also there was no <laughs> we option. We couldn't. I there, tried. There was no option on Amazon. Like, I was willing to rent it, for sure, and that was not an option available to me, but it wasn't even available to, like, buy on iTunes. There's also... Like, I like that some of these... They fucking treat the plot keywords as, like, a hashtag, where, like... Who, who's looking, I mean, let's say, I'm just interested in movies with parachutes in them. Great, <laughs> I'll see Head in the Clouds. I'm interested in a lesbian interest movie. I'm being turned to Penelope Cruz and Charlize Theron's off-screen lesbian relationship yep. in the movie Head in the Clouds. You know what else? Truck. Truck? <laughs> Hotel room. I'm a truck man, I know what I like, and uh, this movie's got at least one of them. Somewhere in there, so yeah, I'm here for it. Uh, you you want a movie with a pistol, blood splatter, a country estate, a rich girl, and a crying man? Look no further. Gray than tabby cat. The Gray tabby cat's on screen for at least two seconds. So the, one of these is reciting a poem. Does mm. somebody do that in this movie? No. There is a moment <laughs> when they're having the or the orgy is about to take place, where it's implied that the like. The guy who says, I'm going to write an ode to your tummy button, he is a poet. And so there's an implication that at some point he will At some point he has recited a poem. Yeah, but like everything else in this movie, the stuff that matters happens off screen or Mm -hmm. not in the movie at all. And someone's Mm -hmm. just like, yeah, but probably though. But what if he did do it? Yeah, but Michelle, what if I want a movie with a large format camera? Do you think there's a movie for me? I mean, there will be at least a minute and a half that is right up your alley. Only if there's a restaurant in it and a and a fortune teller. Thank you. Oh my god. Panties, uh, panties, panties, panties. Panties, panties. The fucking second one, and two of two found it relevant. 
We should maybe, I'm going to like go back through things that we've watched and just just check and see where panties falls on the keywords list because if it's not second, it's probably first. Okay, I'm making the uh, probably unfortunate decision to click on Girl in Panties uh, <laughs> oh, to yeah. see what gets pulled up. Uh, you know, it's... You know what, Michelle? It pulls up just about every movie. Uh, oh, my God. Of course it does. So you click on Girl in Panties. You get Pulp Fiction, Girl with a Dragon Tattoo, which... Okay. Hmm. Uh, Memento, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, The Big Lebowski, Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Mind, Milena, which I've never heard of, Lost in Translation, Caddyshack, We're the Millers. Unf- I mean, it's just like... All taken, over the I guess. fucking map. Eastern Promises, Face Off. Obviously, we've been here before. Yeah. yeah. Secretary, which is fair. Uh-huh. You know, I think some the of these would maybe jump to mind. Some of these, like, we're the Millers? Excuse <laughs> me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Haven't seen Ace it. Ace Ventura, maybe. Pet Detective is number five. Munich is number 26. <sighs> what? Munich? The Ring is number 29. What? It is, really? Isn't it like a little dead girl in a TV the whole time? I mean... Maybe, I, but maybe also... I mean... Yeah, I, who's? It is girl in panties. It's not woman. Oh. I mean, uh, but also horror movies. There's usually someone being murdered while they're half naked. So I that's don't, true. I wouldn't uh, know. I haven't seen that since I was, I think, thirteen. I'm just gonna click on the plot keywords of the ring and see what comes up first. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's just see just all plot test. keywords. Uh, All right, let's read the plot keywords of the hair, ring. Hair. Whitewash. Oh. Miniskirt. Oh, my God. Girl in panties. No! <laughs> the TV isn't even in there yet. <laughs> Cleavage. Ghost. Black panties. Scantily clad. Re- female. Remake of Asian film. Cursed tape. There we go. We have finally gotten to something about the movie. Blonde hair. Blonde panties. <laughs> oh my god, IMDb is the internet. <laughs> Fucking it's, so it's just gross. a little microcosm reflecting back the true intentions of why weird dudes go on the internet. Those are sorted by relevance. That's amazing. By relevance. Well, cause like, alright, we we're making we're having a lot of laughs here, but <laughs> someone out there is using these, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, because this otherwise. is a user-generated, user-voted platform. So somewhere out there, there is a person that's like, I don't know what to watch this weekend. Let's, I need a movie with let's a go girl on a and journey. panties, I've and also some, panties. I've got some favorite words. Wow, this is one hundred percent my favorite feature of uh, yeah. this podcast, and definitely IMDb. God, just it the. It covers so much ground. It does. The top it's a 50 shotgun blast covers of possible so options. much ground. And the things, they're next to each other. Yeah. Fucking 40, 45, good luck, 44, seven day, six days, seven nights. 45, good luck, Chuck. 46, the heartbreak kid starring Ben Stiller. 47, huh. Babel, the fucking, like, Brad Pitt cries docu- uh, family oh. thing. 48, The Gift. 49, Jesus. Last House on the Left. Like... Harold and Kumar's number four. It's just Lovelace is number 41. It's just all <laughs> over the place. There's no rhyme or reason. That's amazing. 
You know what it's like, though, is it's like a little reminder. It's like snapshots of things you forgot about throughout the movie. I forgot there was a gray cat, and I also forgot there was a dildo. And both of those things were 100% in this movie. So good job, IMDb. Trip down memory lane. Uh, so, wait. Uh-oh. I, I'm just. Oh, no. Okay, no, uh, I mean, I, I have I have discovered what the actual, uh, how, how, how long are we into this episode? Because we I'd could, say we we're could about, return to this like a, about an hour five, an hour ten, somewhere in that. Okay. Uh, well, at some point we should return to uh, IMDb plot keywords, because I've, I've now actually found the them ranked, like all of the ones that come up. Of, of uh, all movies? Of all the movies of, of, of literally all movies, yes. Oh, yes. shit. Uh, and, and there's some surprises. That's oh. Just, that's just all we'll say. Is this just a little to be continued for our Yeah, I think this is a little, this a little, this a little teaser. This is a little teaser. <laughs> I like it. Uh, well, next time the movie will be a little more interesting to talk about, but I think that... Um, I had fun. I think there's some meat on those bones, and yeah. I definitely... Uh, I just... You know, it's I a do. Willie that I will dream about tonight. Yeah, I mean, who couldn't dream about one uh, hopes. Irish Tobey Maguire's Willie? Uh, <laughs> if you were going to be a character in this movie, who would you be? Ooh, god damn, that is rough. <laughs> like, is there anyone worth being in this movie? You know who seems to have done pretty okay for themselves is that guy at the beginning that Charlize Theron is initially dating, the one that's like, I don't know if you're jitterbug, but we're having a be. Oh. He seems fine. He like Yeah, he's a colonel by the end. Yeah, he's a colonel by the end. He seems to be like morally not not a morally dubious guy except for the occasional orgy and like and doesn't I don't know. He's got a big old house. Why not? That guy. That guy doesn't get thrown under the bus and maimed in a number of ways and also doesn't become um, a despicable person. Yeah, that's a that's a good call. Do not do I mean, not know his name. I'm going to name him Ralph. <laughs> Ralph is as, as close as we're gonna get. Uh, I think, I think I would choose the uh, the stepmother that you forgot. Oh, yep. Be- because she's she stands to inherit a fucking giant piece of land. Beautiful. Uh, because the Shirley Theron's father now has no heir. No and, heir. He's and he clearly like she he married her as Shirley Theron says as like a trophy to show off to his like quail hunting friends or some shit yeah. and i mean that guy's gonna die soon definitely so, gonna die soon. so i think i think she probably comes out ahead and i think i would be her hell yeah well you can come party at my mansion and i will come party at your mansion because i think that perfect. we made out pretty well also yeah. my character inexplicably did not age in between the beginning of this movie and the end of this movie almost <laughs> no one in this movie ages he didn't even change his haircut that's no, true he's identical he's the best I think uh, I think that you and I have drank, have had a sip of the fountain of life, and then we're <laughs> just gonna chill in our beautiful estates. Yeah, live in Western Europe forever. Uh, well, I think I think we have said more about this movie than anybody has ever said yeah. before. I guarantee that no one doing doing press at like junkets did this much talking about this movie. People who had a vested interest in it making money didn't talk about it for this long. I mean, whatever they did didn't work. Yep. Uh, so, I mean, until next time, yep. 
I will be Henry. I will continue to be Michelle. And uh, uh, experiment and fast forward into the future of acting. Yeah.